Ever since Katie had been charged, their family had been targeted. Maxine thought back on some of the nasty things that had happened to them. If she hadn't been a part of it all, if she had been reading about it in the local newspaper, she wouldn't have believed it could have been reality. Every night for several weeks, there had been something pushed through their letterbox, handwritten notes saying they would die if they didn't move away, which the police could do nothing about because they couldn't find out who the culprit was. Dog crap had been shoved through on a regular basis. A firework in the middle of May caused a hole in the hall carpet, but luckily nothing else. At one time, there had even been a toe tag delivered, pushed through in a small brown envelope with Katie's name written on it. When her ten-year-old son, Matty, had come into the kitchen with it, Maxine had soon realised that it was a luggage label carefully made to look the part. And it had done its job. She had been scared to death at the sight of it. Things had calmed down a bit over the summer, but she knew it was bound to start again. Everywhere she went, Maxine could almost feel the anger simmering, ready to burst forward. Once the trial was over, what happened if Katie was found guilty? They'd have to move. They wouldn't be safe in their homes. And the trial was going to be so intrusive. Lots of people had condemned her daughter, even though she knew that Katie was innocent. A mother can feel it in her bones. No one would tell her otherwise. Sure, they had all been present when it happened, but it had been Nathan Lucas who had committed the act that led to Deanna Barker's death. All three boys were aged 18, barely adults in her eyes. Only Katie had been 16, and then only just. Her husband, Phil, hadn't been coping well these past few weeks. They were supposed to be going to see Katie on Sunday morning, but it was looking likely that she would have to go by herself again. Phil hadn't been to Ashcroft House to see Katie for the past month, and it had been easier to go alone rather than cause too much of a fuss. Even so, with everything that had gone wrong since that night, and their family being victimised constantly, at least they were all still alive. Maxine would never forget the moment when she had stood outside the church at a memorial for Deanna, and Lulu, Deanna's mum, had launched herself at them. It wasn't their fault what had happened, but she had felt Lulu Barker's grief as she blamed all four teenagers for her daughter's death. Lulu had to go up one of the other mothers too. Anyone related to the families involved had become a target. Maxine picked up bread and a small bottle of milk and added them to a basket, wondering what else she needed to tide them over until she went shopping on Sunday afternoon. She doubted any of them would want to eat much that weekend. Her stomach churned at the thought of the weeks ahead. She wished she could get the trial over and done with, even if the verdict didn't go in their favour. What the fuck are you doing in here? Maxine turned to see who had addressed her, her shoulders dropping as much as her temperature when she saw who it was. If she remembered rightly, this was Travis, Lulu Barker's youngest son. He was tall, her head only reaching his shoulder, which gave him an intimidation win straight off. He had a tiny scar on his chin, the kind caused by accident rather than malicious intent, yet he had the remnants of bruising around his cheek and temple on one side. 
but it was his eyes that bore into hers, trying to send hatred to a very soul that scared her the most. Maxine tried to move further into the store, but he blocked her way. I asked you a question. He prodded her sharply in the shoulder. Please leave me alone. She walked around him and made her way quickly through the aisles to the self-service tills. The bread and milk would have to suffice for now. But Travis followed her. He stood next to her, an aura of menace coming from him. I'm going after your little lad if that bitch gets away with it, he said. Because she needs to be locked up for good. A life for a life, that's what I reckon. Maxine pushed her shopping into a bag as quickly as she could. Travis moved closer. She could feel his breath on the side of her face as he pointed a finger near to her eye. Are you listening to me? he seethed.